This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I am relaxed. Why look at me. I look great. Uh, you look all right. I look well rested. Mm. I look happy. You're, I look, you are smiling at the moment. So yeah, that is uh, accurate. My uh, famous uh, Timmy Time smile. That's what they call no, it. that's not what they call it. I mean, you weren't even really smiling. I was being generous. No, and I your don't, generosity I, knows no bounds. Tom, well, thank I'm, you very I'm much. known for my generosity in a lot of circles. It just seemed like I'm. I'm saying I'm agreeing that you're happy, but I don't know that you're happy. You could be lying to me. That that smile could be hiding a frown. Well, that's true with anybody. Yeah. This is why you should just be kind to people. That's true. Even people where you're just like, I don't need to be nice to this jackass. Look how happy he is. <laughs> right. He's he's happy at a time like this. You know what? He doesn't he doesn't need me being nice to him. No, that could be masking something some some deep deep sadness. And it, and if you see somebody smiling, that's no reason to assume they're happy. You'll walk right up to him and ask him what the hell's wrong. Ask them what's wrong with them. Yeah, what's wrong with you, Smiley? Yeah, what are you smiling for? What's wrong? What, you what's, know the, who what's the big idea? You know who always had a smile and uh, was rarely happy? Jesus. Did he smile? Uh, I don't know if there are many uh, biblical passages where they mention him smiling. There are ones where like, he's having a good time. When he turned all that water into wine, he had to have cracked a smile then. Yeah, he, well, I don't know, maybe he was, uh, smug is the wrong word about it, uh, to, to say about it, but like... Uh, Tim, you you're going to get sent back to Catholicism classes, <laughs> start calling Jesus smug. No, but do you think he was just like, hey, get a load of this though, and like, just kind of gave up, yeah, no, I did it, yeah, you saw that, right? Uh, I don't see him being that way, I see him being more like, voila! <laughs> Oh, I see him. I see him like doing it and being like, "All right, now go have fun." Like, uh, like, yeah. like an uncle who's buying you beer when you're when you're like nineteen or whatever. Like, all right, hey, hey, here's here's the beer, but like, uh, don't see, make a big thing. So you're saying Jesus is like a a person buying kids underage alcohol? No, he's like the cool uncle that understands. That you're responsible enough at 19, hell, you're old enough to serve your country. You should be able to have a beer on uh, at your graduation party from high well, school. Well, I think that I I think this was at a wedding. I don't think this was at a high school graduation that Jesus did this. Well, maybe it was at a maybe an uncle can can slip you alcohol at a wedding too. Yeah, that's true. And that's cool. That's a nice thing to do. I was gonna say, you know, who had a smile on his face but was always sad was the Joker. Oh, no, the Joker is not necessarily sad. He's he's loving life a lot of times. He's enjoying what he's doing. Well, then, you know what, Tom? That's sick. Yeah, That's a well, sick individual. He's a sick man. I don't know what to tell you. I've, I've tried to explain Ugh. this to you multiple times. It's it's uh, unfortunate. He's the, the, the crown prince of crime, they call him. Tom, 
Why do I feel so relaxed, you asked? Yeah, why do you feel so relaxed? Because I took it easy this week, Tom. I I didn't do any work. I went on vacation. Uh-huh. You're seeing me at the tail end of vacation mode. We had to even change the day that we record this 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 episode. Yeah. Because I was out catching rays. I was out kayaking. I was out walking through the wilderness. And I was at I, I showed on two up. separate occasions a drive-in movie theater. Two? Holy. All right. Well, I, I yeah, I showed up at your apartment when it was time to record, and it, uh, there was just a sign on the door that said, the doctor is out. Yeah, and then right under that, gone fishing. Right. And I was like, I guess, I don't know, I guess he went on vacation or something. I really couldn't make heads or tails of it, because you're, you you're not a big fisher, and uh, uh, you're also not a doctor anymore. No. Um, thanks for... Constantly bringing that up, Tom. Well, you have to tell people that you're not a doctor. That was one of the stipulations of the settlement. I mean, you don't even know where I live, to be honest. Oh, I know where you live. Do you? Mm -hmm. I know where you live. Oh, I don't know. where You've moved since. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have a vague idea where you live. And by vague idea, I mean I like know what the building looks like, but I have no idea how to get there. <laughs> yeah. But that's true so, of most uh, of most people I know. Yeah, I haven't been to I don't know. We don't hang out at apartments. I feel like No. 10, well, especially 15 now. years ago. Yeah. But like even, you know, I lived at my last apartment for four years. Mm -hmm. You were there once, maybe twice. I was there a few times. You weren't always there, but yeah, I I've been there a bunch of times. What's the implication there, Tom? <laughs> the implication is anything you want it to be. <laughs> that I was uh, having an affair, that I was stealing from you, that I was putting cameras everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that, that third one isn't as like uh, a... <laughs> that's not where most people's minds would go immediately. Well, most people... Tom, Tom's mind immediately goes to the toilet cams. Well, most people should check their fire detector, make sure it's not a secret camera. That's all I'm saying. Tom, I says I went to the drive-in movie theater. Yeah, and that's what uh, this episode's going to be on. Now, you were uh, like in upstate New York. Is that where you were? Yeah, I was in the Hudson Valley. They get mad when you call that upstate. People from upstate New York get <laughs> mad, and people from the Hudson Valley get mad when you call it that. Ah, anything that's not long there's long island new york city and upstate see th this kind of talk in the <laughs> hudson valley or in westchester will get you beaten within an inch of your life my but, friend but that is upstate from new york city and long island where the vast majority of the population of new york lives no but what about westchester tom that's upstate it's not very far upstate but it is upstate now you're, according to who? According to you, right? This is how you think of it. According to me, according to any, I mean, I, Tim, there are some days that I consider the Bronx upstate. Again, Tom, this is coming from someone who has lived his entire life uh, in Long Island uh, or one of the five boroughs right so that's what yeah, i'm of saying course you're gonna think yeah you've lived literally on the, this island your entire life the majority of people who live in one of the two places i live in think of all those areas as upstate so that's what that's, it is okay well yeah i was and i'll I tell was, you and when i when i went to school in maryland when i lived in maryland they didn't even know that we had an upstate they didn't even know that that existed they, they were thought, like, New have York, they ever seen a map? New York City and Long Island. No, they thought the that part of New York was Pennsylvania the whole time. They must have thought. Then what did they think Pennsylvania was? Transylvania. That's why they were uh, so. That's why whenever any school from Pennsylvania came, a lot of times they just got uh, a buy. They just got a free because the other team was too scared to show up. Yeah, your team just. Uh, I think you should have gone to a better college. Yeah, or at least hung out with a better crowd. Yeah, that weren't so afraid of vampires all the time. I hung out with all the jocks. 
the the football team, the basketball team. They're like, oh, your people. Yeah, like I don't know about this weekend's big game. Like, come on, grow a pair. So I went to a drive-in movie theater, Tom. Okay. When's the last time you've been to a drive-in movie theater? How many times in your life do you uh, estimate you've been to a drive-in movie theater? Well, I've talked on this show about the time I saw Dick Tracy in a drive-in movie theater and RoboCop was playing behind it and it was incredibly violent. (laughs) And you just got to see all this like insane violence happening behind it. Um I mean, why that, would you, you know, be? Why weren't your eyes glued to the screen when you saw Dick Tracy, though? Well, you had oh flat God, Dick, you had little Dick, face. <laughs> yeah, and they were all killed in the first two minutes. Uh, yeah. Dick Dick Tracy was a very boring movie. I remember as a kid being so hyped for it because that was like right. I think it was like right after uh, Tim Burton Batman, right? Yeah, I think so. So it was like. And that's- and it was like a very similar style, like the Art Deco type stuff, where it's like, oh, yes, another movie like Batman, which was the maybe the best movie I've ever seen. And then that happens. And it's like, oh, there's just like a lot of uh, Warren Beatty talking to Madonna in this movie. <laughs> and as a kid, I can't imagine a conversation I'd be less interested in. Yeah, it was weird to me how heavily marketed to like nine-year-olds that movie was for what that movie was i of course i became obsessed with it as most kids did before even seeing it just based on the marketing alone and the mcdonald's commercials i swear to god all those fun villains like flat top and (laughs) uh little face who else was there i don't know those are the two that you keep naming Yeah, uh, but there were a ton of them. Mumbles. Mumbles, yeah. That was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Al Pacino? No, Al Pacino was Big Boy. Yeah, Al Pacino was Big Boy. Right. But they had all these fun villains, and I swear to God, those guys were in the McDonald's commercials for longer (laughs) than they were in that movie. Yeah, because they had like bright suits and like a lot of prosthetics to make them look like crazy, like comic books come to life. Yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. And then, like, they were, how old was Warren Beatty at the time? Like, 45, and he was like, oh, I still got my mojo, right? Like, he, yeah. It was one of those where he's like, I was a sex symbol, but now I'm going to, a new a new generation's going to love me. I thought his name was Warren Baby, which I thought was a funny name. <laughs> right. But I went and saw that movie, and you're right. It was the most boring movie I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw it again. Um, so I definitely remember seeing that at a drive-in. I I feel like I have a vague recollection of maybe going to a drive-in in high school that there was like one left, and it was like far from where we grew up, and I and I went to that maybe. Was it upstate? It wasn't that far. It was it was still somewhere on Long Island, uh, but but yeah, I think that those. It, it, in high school would have been the the most recent time that I that I saw it. So uh, five years ago. I saw Tom. I think my first movie going experience was at a drive in because one oh, of the benefits. Re- oh, oh, are you going to tell some gross story about how you were conceived at a drive-in movie? Ugh, gross, Tom. Why? Why does your mind go to these places? I, you know, it's just like, oh, the, my first movie experience is at a drive-in, and it's like, oh God, here we go. No, the, now this podcast is going to be rated MA. No, Tom, this podcast is already rated MA because of our dangerous ideas. <laughs> If not the language, but um, no, it's uh, it, uh, it's it's good to bring kids to. Oh yeah, can, because they can go nuts and they're just in the car. You're not bothering anybody, and right. that was a big appeal. Like when when drive-in uh, theaters first started, mm-hmm. where it's like it was uh, just after the baby boom. So all these kids that you couldn't just bring to the they kids were wild back then so they just strapped them in the back of a station yeah. wagon or whatever and they were like all right scream all you want in here nobody can hear you yeah scream all you want because guess what we can spank all we want and nobody will hear it nobody will yeah. see it 
I'll hit you with a belt, which is encouraged. <laughs> um, yeah, it's what your teachers will do to you at school. I didn't think about it, but but you're probably right that uh, uh, I probably saw more movies that I'm just not remembering as a kid uh, because I was brought to a drive-in movie theater. Yeah, I believe the first movie that I ever saw was uh apropos it was uh the muppets take manhattan at uh, at a drive-in movie theater in 1984 so that would have made me two years old (laughs) pretty young and yeah you had you had an older brother who like could actually follow the plot of a movie (laughs) yeah which which probably sucked for him because i apparently lost my mind i freaked out because the muppets were too big and oh. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah you thought that oh this is what their natural size is the whole time yeah like oh they they've, they've been contained in in my tv uh, muppet babies at the time yeah and then i saw them in all their horrifically giant glory look i knew he was a big bird but this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Big Bird was not in the Muppets Take Manhattan. No, he was. Oh, he was in the Muppet movie Hitchhiking, right? Yeah. Okay. So sorry, <laughs> Jesus. If the listeners could see the dirtiest look you gave me for not knowing that, Tom, I was in a good mood when we started this episode. <laughs> um, and then the only other drive-in uh, memory I have from childhood is that I saw Short Circuit Two there with my with my family. Oh, maybe I saw that. I I have like vague recollections. I don't know. I feel like my parents wouldn't have taken me to see a short circuit too. Why? They didn't love you? No, I think they were just like, look, this isn't going to be a good movie. (laughs) Like the robot's not going to be in every scene and that's going to upset you. (laughs) (laughs) I think the robot was in most scenes. I remember just getting really sad at one time. I think Johnny Five gets powered down, and you're meant to believe that he's he's, he's dead, dead or something. Yeah. But then he comes back and he goes, "Johnny Five alive or something." Right? <laughs> yeah, Johnny Five's still alive, I think. Yeah, but I just I I I just remember a pit in my stomach. You just were like, really "No, it's not. It's not the same." He's seen the other side. He's changed now. Yes. Um. So that was, I think, the last time I was at a drive-in movie theater. Okay, um, so a very long time. 1988, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I that makes sense. Because I think uh, in the late 80s, early 90s was when it was already the like, oh, well, this is the last days. There's, you know, maybe one left like somewhere around you, but certainly no more than that. Let me walk you through the history, Tom. Okay. Where? What year do you think? drive-in movies started probably right after all those people ran out of the theater uh from the train heading towards the screen and they were probably like look we got to solve this some way people will feel safer in a car with that way they can outrun the train (laughs) right that way they can throw it in reverse and get out of there although back then that was when they had those cars that were on like bicycle wheels uh (laughs) that you could barely barely drive uh, yeah. the the first drive-in movie theater. I'm gonna guess the 40s. No, it was actually patented. There were there were some, you know, in Texas, I think, mm-hmm. uh, before this, but it was patented in 1932 okay. in Camden, New Jersey. All right, by not far. Uh, this guy by this guy Hollingshead. Hollingshead. Richard Hollingshead Jr. Oh. First of all, what kind of dick do you have to be to be like? Oh, I'm gonna show a movie outside. Let me register for a patent on this. Uh, Come on, man. Well, I mean... Come on, Hollingshead. Did he have to do something different, though? Like, use a more powerful projector or change the magnification or something like that? No, he put a speaker behind the screen, which also... Hey, Hollingshead, you idiot. Don't put it behind behind the screen. Yeah, put it behind the audience, if anything. And it's it's said he did it because his mother was a larger woman mm-hmm. and couldn't sit comfortably in theater seats. So he's like, he was uh, being a good little boy. He right. was like, he was hey, helping mother. Yeah, I'll help mother. She'll sit in the car and, and we'll show movies outside. I bet it wasn't, um, a, I bet it wasn't good enough for mother. No, it seems like uh, old, old lady Hollingshead, nothing was ever good <laughs> enough for her. Yeah. Um, so he died. 
Um, the first film they wa- they screened, Tom, was in 1933, uh, called Wives Beware. And what, what was that about? A hunk? It was about a, uh, a man in an unsatisfying marriage. He fakes amnesia in his sly pursuit of extramarital adventures. I mean, it doesn't sound that sly. <laughs> So that's like he cheated on his wife and then said, I have amnesia. I don't remember doing that. Ah. I like that it's called Wives Beware in that like, it could happen to you. Your <laughs> husband can fake amnesia yeah. to two-time you. Um, but Tom, uh, it went out of business, or he sold it. It wasn't profitable. Mm-hmm. Hollingshead didn't know what the hell he was doing. Right. Uh, but then in the he 50s. Was, he was probably too busy doting on mother. Mother didn't like it enough. We have to change it up. She only wants to watch Wives Beware. <laughs> yeah. She wants Actually uh, uh Hollings Hollingshead Sr. uh pulled that 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 uh <laughs> that amnesia thing on on, on on his mom. Right. So uh she was like, "No, we have to warn all the other wives." Yeah, she was a producer in Wives Beware. <laughs> um but uh, it peaked in the fifties, early sixties. You know this, Tom. Yeah, just like uh, hey, just like rock and roll. Am I right? Hey, just like uh, leather jackets and slick back hair. It's true. Poodle skirts and hula hoops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, those were better times. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it peaked in the fifties and sixties, which I which makes sense. That's that's the time frame I think most people associate. Uh, with with the idea of a drive-in movie theater. Well, that's when car culture was really raring up. Right. Got a lot of cars, and that's when teens started having their own agency. Right. The teens had disposable income. They were doing stuff. Yeah, they weren't. The, they weren't the being baby boom children. They weren't being made to go work in the factories like the kids before them. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "Okay, I'm going to take this car, and me and my gal are going to steam up the windows while pretending to watch a movie." Yeah, and I, I, unlike generations before me, I don't have a factory to work at as an outlet for all this horniness. Yeah, I, I don't come home covered in soot. <laughs> yeah, I come home horny with money in my pocket, looking a yeah. neck somewhere private. Uh, the media started uh, calling drive-ins passion pits. Ooh, like the band. Yeah, I think I think this came first. I don't know. Was the band around in 1958? They might have been. Who knows? It, well, um, and it sounds similar to uh, the pleasure pit that uh, that waterbeds were originally marketed at as. Yeah, man, things used to be so simple. <laughs> so many different pits. <laughs> yeah, nowadays you, you you'd be hard pressed to find a pit to go hang out with your gal in. Yeah, let alone one filled with pleasure or passion. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, maybe you can find a pit of sorrow somewhere if you're lucky. Tom. One of the largest drive-in theaters uh, was in uh, was right near our home. Uh, it was in Copeg, New York. I think that might have been Sunrise Highway. That might have been where I went. It had a full-service restaurant with seating on the roof. Had a trolley system to take children and adults to well, a playground. Tim, that doesn't sound like a full-service restaurant if they make you sit up on the roof. What do you mean? Well, if it's full service, that means they've got a place for you to sit on ground level, at least. They'll serve you, Tom. That's what that means. Oh, they'll serve you up on the roof. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like a, you know, like a shack and they would sell you food. And they're like, do you have somewhere to sit? And go, yeah, go sit up on the roof. Yeah, asshole. Try the roof. Because <laughs> that, in my opinion, is not full service. No. Uh... Now it's a, it's a Home Depot and a Target and a Red Lobster, Tom. Well, that's great. We don't have enough of those, so. Yeah. Um, but, Tom, it all came crashing down. There were 4,000 drive-ins in 1958. Okay. Everybody was, was driving cars and stuff. And then the 70s came. This is, this is, this is weird to me. This okay. Okay. <laughs> The oil crisis, people were right, like, oh, yeah, 70s. we don't have it. Yeah, and it's like, uh, we're not going to waste gas driving unnecessarily. I'll, I'll go to the regular movie theater. Mm-hmm. Friggin' daylight saving time 
ruined everything. Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, that that limits how many showings they could have. Yeah, in the summertime, they get to dark an hour later. Yeah. So they start all the movies an hour later. Well, yeah, if your first showing is until like nine o'clock. Yeah. Maybe you can have two showings, but even then that is sucks. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is a problem that persists to this day. Yeah. Until we get rid of daylight savings. You know what? You know, I I've I've long advocated for getting rid of daylight saving time cuz farmer my anti-farmer bias. Right. But also Let's get rid of all time zones, uh, right? I knew you were going to say that, Tim, and I've explained to you, I can't even tell you how many times, why that would be a bad idea. So you're, you're going to like that? Well, no, it'd be great, because we all would just, look, sorry that everybody is like, oh, it always has to be dark at midnight. No, sometimes midnight is just going to be one of the times when you're up and about. But I think as an American, you're assuming that's not going to be you. <laughs> I don't care if they're like, okay, the sun rises at 4 p.m. now. Cool. We're just calling it 4 p.m. Nothing about my life changes. But what about when you hear somebody from like, uh, uh, from Iran or something and they're like, oh, I had to get up at, you know, eight in the morning and you're like, I have no frame of reference if that's late or early. I don't, I don't have any friends in Iran, Tom. (laughs) All right, so I don't want to get further into this. What else about drive-throughs? Uh, drive-ins. Drive-ins. Uh, Tom, please uh, be respectful here. Have um, there so, ever been drive-through movie theaters, like a blockbuster with a drive-through window? Maybe. I mean, that's what we'd be doing right now. Some blockbuster curbside pickup, right? Yeah, I guess back then it was like you would have to have called or faxed them ahead of time. So then it's like, well, how much convenience am I really saving myself? Why would you fax them? I would fax orders to Chipotle all the time when I was in uh, college. Really? When you were putting in like a big order, it was way easier to just write it all down and fax it to them than it was to like call and be like, all right, I need one of this and one of this. All right, read it back to me. Yeah, but if you're going to the video store, you're just like, hey, one Fight Club on DVD, please. No, maybe I'm looking to rent a bunch of stuff. Maybe I'm having a movie marathon. All right. How many how many movies? You're not allowed to rent more than four movies at once, right? Uh, I what, th- was there a limit at Blockbuster? I think there was a, like a limit if, on new releases. Yeah, if they limited that now, people would show up with rifles. <laughs> yeah. If if video stores were were a thing, any kind of any kind of policy like, "Oh, it's my god-given right to rent 26 movies at one time." <laughs> yeah. I'm renting all 26 copies of Red Heat and nobody's going to stop me. Uh, so people stopped going to the uh drive-in uh, so they, the drive-ins were like, all right, I know it'll get, uh, asses in the seat or cars in the parking spaces. X-rated movies. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now we're talking. Which seems bonkers to me. Cause like, it's one thing that if you show it in an enclosed room in a <laughs> right. building, but this is all open air. People walking by could just see, uh, some smut. Well, most of the theaters, I feel like, try to make sure that they're really a drive-in theaters, that there aren't, like, angles that you can yeah. uh, that you can watch the movie from. But, I mean, it kind of makes sense from a uh, jack-in-the-car perspective. Oh, yeah. You can, I mean, and that's one of the, that's one of the pros of drive-ins. Not that you could pleasure yourself in cars, but that, uh, that you have some privacy. Well, yeah, just that, I mean, look, you can up in a regular theater, but other, but other people are going to see you in this theater. And that gets people into, into, in some trouble. Right. And if you're the kind of person that doesn't like to go, doesn't like to to pornographic movies. You can, I would be happy to go to a drive-in movie theater because, like, finally, I can sit here and watch all uh, two hours of this pornographic movie without people constantly m***ing around me. Mm -hmm. I mean, but they would be. They would be, but I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the windows are all fogged up. 
Yeah, what happens in the privacy of your car is none of my dang business. Think about how many tickets they could sell, too, because, you know, people come in for, what, five, ten minutes, and then they're back out, and you can sell that spot again. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, Tom. Uh... The, uh, you know, they declined and now they're coming back. Wait, um, why, why did the pornographic movies go out of style? Um, I think it was just at some point people were like, we don't want this in our community. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and with as with everything, you saw Boogie Nights. It's VHS. People, yeah. can, people get all that. Why stuff. am I going to jack get... off in my car when I could jack off in my living room? Yeah, exactly. And nowadays like, it's basement. like, well, now I got a laptop or a phone. Why am I going to jack off in the living room when I can jack off in the woods? Where no Who's one saying will buy. that? You? I just, people, a lot of people are online are talking about it. That's a big thing nowadays. Um, the Do you remember there was like some show, I don't think it was Wonder Years, but there was like some show where they could watch drive-in movies from the roof of their house. And that was like how episodes frequently ended. Was it? It seems like something that would be on that 70s show. Maybe it, it could have been something like that. I, I want to say it was earlier. Uh, yeah. And I just remember thinking like, holy cow. I remember being young enough to think that would be the coolest thing in the world to be able to watch movies from my uh, roof. Now I have thousands of movies at my fingertip essentially for free all the time. And I, and I just go, there's nothing to watch. <laughs> Yeah, but there's something to, Tom, all right, this week I went and saw what was probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. The only saving grace was that it was 90 minutes on the nose, <laughs> okay. uh, unhinged starring Russell Crowe, uh, the movie that's so good that they uh, released it into theaters during <laughs> a pandemic with no other way to see it. Yeah, and with no marketing whatsoever. Yeah. Now, this is just like a modern falling down, kind of? Kind of. But it's not from the uh, the insane person's perspective. Well, then, I'm not it's, interested. Um, but it, it's, look, it's one of these movies that starts out, like the opening credit se- sequence was 
I don't know, five or seven minutes, five to seven minutes long, where it's just like clips from the news that are uh, showing how society is yeah. alienated and becoming, you know, people are becoming detached and like. Sounds like, like they were really stretching to hit that 90 minute mark. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was all this like, he was like, this is a film for our times where people are really uh, like. You know, people are losing it. And, like, Russell Crowe is a bad guy. He, he, you know, he has a road rage incident, but, you know, you find out that his, he got divorced from his wife mm-hmm. and lost his job. And uh, and so, but, like, it also oddly sympathizes with him. Yeah. In, like, uh, like news reports when he's on his rampage of, like, well, when middle-aged white men lose their job... <laughs> Uh, what do you expect them to do when They're they lose entitled their standing? To murder it, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like he's very much explicitly the bad guy, but they're also like, uh, but this is what happens naturally when you take things away from yeah. From people well, who have well maybe they they shouldn't have treated them so poorly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, really bad movie. But Tom, mm-hmm. especially now in these troubled times, yeah, to drive into a place some teen. Uh, gave us the tickets, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, we we paid for them. Uh, you didn't. Anyway. You didn't make your wife hide in the in the trunk so she could no, get in for is, free. This is the thing, right? Because I see a lot of these these pop ups that are like in like oh, Walmart parking lots yeah, and stuff, drive ins. Which they're they're good for for these times, but I feel like I always see like, oh, this is eighty five dollars per car. Eighty five dollars. For for like those things for those pop ups. Oh, I have like, not. I thought that they were like fifteen dollars. Well, no, this was this was like uh uh. I went to a drive in what you would call upstate, mm-hmm. um, that's been around since nineteen fifty one, oh, and it's wow. been like continuously operating every summer. So it's ten dollars a head. Oh so, wow, yeah, uh, that's not bad at all. It was great. Went two nights in a row. Barely uh, even worth making your wife hide in the trunk. No, but we did it anyway, for old time's sake. Um, <laughs> you both hid in the trunk and just put a brick on the gas pedal. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and teen, the, he was like, oh, an empty, like, an empty car. I guess they're going to get in for free. Um, everything was a double feature, too. They had four screens, Tom. And now, did they have any creature features, though? Uh, hard pressed to find a creature feature. <laughs> okay, everything was a double feature, though. Yeah. See, so you so, got to watch this Russell Crowe movie twice <laughs> if you wanted. <laughs> no, it was ten dollars. I could watch. We could watch Unhinged, mm-hmm. followed by uh, It. Oh, the first It. Yeah. Or the first new of the new It. So yeah. it was like a, a a first run movie, and then a movie that's you know on. In- Netflix I mean, in, in this one case, but there's only one first run movie out right now. So <laughs> right. that was one screen. Uh, the other screens were, and this was this was the program all every night this week. Mm-hmm. The other screens, one was uh, Space Jam followed by Grown Ups, okay. which I tried to convince <laughs> not not in on it. I really want to watch Grown Ups uh, at a drive. It seems like it'd be I'm nice. surprised that your wife wasn't like uh, into Space Jam. I feel like she's she was into Space Jam. Okay. I think she was just like I, I don't need to see Space Jam as as a woman in my 30s now. I've I've seen it. Um, the other one was did Jurassic- she know you could jack off to it though, and nobody would notice? She did mention that. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she she was like eh, the pros and cons here. Um, one was classic, classic summer blockbuster screen, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, Jurassic Park followed by Jaws. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two, two Spielbergs is. Yeah. And then, uh, the second night we went, mm-hmm. we went to this screen, Inception mm-hmm. followed by Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> <laughs> you... Well, you didn't go to Jurassic Park and Jaws, but you went to uh, what, what was the name of the Russell Crowe movie? Unhinged. Unhinged, followed by uh, uh, it. The but fir- we left. We, it, we it left chapter one, yeah. and then you went to Inception and Jurassic Park three. Yeah, I'll tell you why, Tom. Mm-hmm. 
we recently watched we watched Jaws like two weeks ago, randomly oh, okay. at home, and we watched Jurassic Park. I think maybe this past winter. Mm-hmm. So we just saw those movies, right? Um, Unhinged, we went to because first run movie yeah, in the summer a new, of twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, and I knew I I could make you jealous. There's no way that you can see that movie, Tom, unless I'm you're going to sure get in the car and drive upstate. It. What? I'm sure I could pirate it. Actually, it sounds like that movie, maybe nobody <laughs> even bothered. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, Inception, Tom, that's two and a half hours long. If you yeah. think we were going to stick around to watch Jurassic Park 3 after that, no. Went home and went to bed. I remember, when, I remember seeing Jurassic Park 3 in a theater and... You know, it's still young enough that I liked most movies, and that movie was just like, wow, that was really, really bad. Yeah, I I don't know what it was. Jurassic Park came out in what ninety four. Yeah, sounds about I was right. Twelve. Mm-hmm. It's hands down my favorite movie of all time. It's oh, yeah. tied between that and Home Alone, right? Yeah. And then Lost World came out like. A few years later, like 97, right? The second mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Sounds about right. But I was right. still, you know. Yeah, 15. Still, yeah. And I was like, no way I'm going to see that piece of shit movie. And like, the sequel, still a Steven Spielberg movie. Right. A sequel to my favorite movie of all time. And I was like, nah, no thanks. Not interested. I've never seen a Jurassic Park since. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, I mean. I've only seen the first Jurassic Park. Well, I mean, the rest are bad. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I don't know that. I haven't seen the most recent one, uh, but I assume it's bad. The The one before that, like, was okay. It had, like, promise in the beginning of it because the idea of, like, we're going to show you the park running, fully functioning, is great. And much like how you just want to see Hogwarts on a normal day, <laughs> that's, right. what, that's what I, I wanted a Jurassic Park movie where it's like, guess what? One of the guys who runs the concession stand, he's about to get fired and he's really afraid of getting fired. <laughs> that's what the movie's about. Yeah. A nice character study on the yeah. you know, alongside the backdrop. You get, of the... you get Adam Sandler to play the guy selling peanuts at Jurassic World <laughs> and his wife's angry at him. Ah, Yeah. He can't. He's got. He's got two kids in college. He can't lose this job. I mean, no. I think. It, I think it should be more of a like Gus Van Sant, uh, like late nineties, where it's just like a slice of life. Mm. Just like you're just seeing him go about his day. Yeah. But his day would be pretty. You'd be like, oh, now I got to go feed this Triceratops at their Triceratop mm. cage or something. Yeah. Right. Like. Be cool. It'd be cool to see. Look, any of these would be better than the actual movies that they made. The problem with the Jurassic World movies mm-hmm. is like the first Jurassic Park, that could be happening right now. Or like right. when you're watching yeah, it's it like, was secret. It's secret. Like maybe, maybe right now. But time Jurassic World, it's this whole other it's like a fantasy uh thing where universe. it's like it's in this yeah it's in this it's, it's whole alternate universe where we're all like yeah dinosaurs are real we know this yeah and, like oh yeah san diego or whatever had that dinosaur attack a few years yeah. ago and people were killed but it's fine now and we go to the <clears throat> the dino i mean i think it is kind of an interesting idea of like the park's been around now for 20 years and people are bored with it yeah that's interesting, but that's again, interesting. But that's it's it's interesting in a, a different way than right. Jurassic Park was interesting. Yeah, and they eventually went to what was interesting about Jurassic Park, but what isn't interesting to see for the fourth time, which is and then things go wrong, yeah. and the dinosaurs run wild. Of course, the dinosaurs are going to run wild. Show me a day when the dinosaurs don't run wild, and just a man loses his job. Now the Jurassic World movies are just like, now there's dinosaurs everywhere and everybody just, they're like wild animals now. Yeah, I think it's that like some of them have escaped and are just in, you know, jungles and stuff, procreating on their own. 
I don't care about any of that. Yeah. Tom, there's a snack bar. There's a nice old-fashioned snack bar. Uh-huh. You get popcorn. When, I mean, isn't it nice, Tom? I know you have every every movie at your fingertips right now. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't it be nice to get a nice tub of popcorn, go oh, with your absolutely. girlfriend, and a, and a Pepsi-Cola, and some, some candy? Mm-hmm. And sit there and, and munch on that and, and watch a and watch a first run feature starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. <laughs> you know what? I kinda like Russell Crowe nowadays. <laughs> not um, no, not enough to see this movie, but uh You know what? I'd like to see Russell Crowe star in a reboot of Wives Beware. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, I yeah, Wives should beware of Russell Crowe, I think. Yeah. I mean after watching this movie, Tom Believe me, your your ex-wives beware should be the oh, title of this. Oh, of this I movie. see. Yeah, that could be the the reboot, the gritty reboot. Yeah, um, Tom. Uh, multiple screens uh, mm-hmm. means if you if you get bored of a movie, just turn your head and then find the right station on your on your FM dial well, and start was, watching another movie. I was gonna say that that's one of the fascinating things about driving movies is that you use your car stereo and they have a low power FM transmitter and they mm-hmm. tell you when you drive in tune your dial to this and that's how you get the movie sound. Yeah. Now, it's also great for movie pirates because then they can get a pristine copy of the uh, movie sound to synchronize later. From FM radio. (laughs) Well, it's better. The highest fidelity. (laughs) It's better than a microphone in the theater. Swear to God, there was static when I was watching when I was watching uh, Inception. It's like the transmitter's fifteen feet away from my car. Come on, guys. Yeah, boost I mean, the power a little bit. I I think they're legally not allowed to. <laughs> I think those things all have to be pretty weak uh, to yeah. to be within FCC guidelines. But um, I I saw something about how because they have these first run movies in the theaters that they are worried about, you know, the studios are worried about piracy and that the theater is assured the student. No, well, we're going to up. There's no way you could possibly if somebody in their car wants to videotape the movie on the screen cameras nowadays, even if they just put their phone up on the dashboard, they're going to get a 4K recording of it let alone if it's like an organized thing yeah it'd but be also, extremely easy yeah um yeah i pirated uh unhinged if you want to see it tom i would love I'll to text s- it to you i'll fax it to you yeah like a please order. please send me uh unhinged through iMessage and i'll watch it on my phone and i'll pretend um, like i'm in the car with you and your wife the pros of uh, of a of going to a drive-in movie, Tom. Mm-hmm. You can talk full voice the entire oh, time yeah, if you want to do that. So, look if i saw, if I started watching Unhinged, the Russell Crowe movie, <laughs> at my home, eight minutes in, I would have turned it off. <laughs> right. If I was at a movie theater, I would have just like stewed the entire time that i paid money for this and i had to set to be quiet yeah because we're we're both the same with it takes a lot for me to walk out of a movie yeah but i'd be pissed that i was there and checking my watch all the time this was great we could just talk about how much we hated the movie as it was happening yeah uh really loud and uh nobody was bothered by it so you get the kind of the communal aspect of watching a movie together. I mean, kind of, not really. Like you're not. Hearing, no, it is. There is something about being around other people. But you, but you're not hearing like everybody laugh and gasp together. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but it, it's better than just sitting in your living room. But you still get almost the same level of privacy because you can right. still talk. You can go on your phone. You can do whatever. Yeah, I was on my phone a bunch during that movie. <laughs> Another pro is uh, you should have been might... live streaming it. Oh, that would have been cool. What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, Russell Crowe might come and kill me and my best friend. I doubt he um, remembers he made this movie. <laughs> uh, you probably or you hopefully won't catch this virus that's going around if you follow all the rules. Yeah, 
That's, that's a pro. That's a big pro. I I will not be stepping foot in a movie theater probably for at least a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just because so much stuff I've read, it's like, yeah, a movie theater is just kind of one of the worst places you could go. Yeah, it's kind of one of the worst places you can go in normal times. Yeah, but at least they have movies playing. I'm just thinking about mm-hmm. when I saw uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War and how the entire movie, I had to smell how bad the guy in front of me smelled. And I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, if that guy had a communi- communicable disease, <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have been breathing in the entire time. And honestly, it might have been better than what I was breathing in the entire time during that movie. Um, whenever I go to a movie in a normal movie theater, I spend most of the time just fixated on somebody that I hate <laughs> sitting among. Yeah. Somebody that's doing something like, this asshole shouldn't be doing this. Who, do, who does this guy think he is? Man, I think I talked about this. It was probably a couple of years ago now, but uh, like this guy came into the movie. I, I'm guessing he snuck in. But it was at, um, I was seeing a movie in 4DX and he came in like half an hour late and I had like bought my ticket specifically, selected my seat so that nobody was around me. And he came in like a half hour late and sat next to me and then just fell asleep and proceeded to be asleep the entire time, even as the chair was rocking him like crazy. I was just like, I, I can't be lost in the movie because I'm so mad at this guy sitting right next to me in an otherwise almost completely empty movie theater. Yep. Uh, people stink. Yeah. And Tom, when and it comes I'm, to 4DX, if you're at a lightly attended drive-in movie, mm-hmm. you can make your own 4DX with your car. <laughs> it's true. You can rev your car during the you driving can do scenes. Donuts. Yeah. During the driving scenes, you can pretend you're driving. Yeah, you can actually drive. You can drive up and then slam on the brakes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jostle you and the rest of the car load. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I very much miss going to movie theaters for sure. Like yeah. I used to go to movies a lot, like because I have no qualms about going to movies by myself. Uh, so like I would go see movies know, a few times a month at least. Yeah. Also, in a drive-in, Tom, you can, mm. my my main, and this might seem crazy to you, my main thing about movie theaters, I think they make the trailers really loud, yeah. but then sometimes the 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 feature presentation isn't loud enough. Right. Me. You can blast it in your car. <laughs> uh-huh. And you can you mute it the trailers. Want. Yeah. Tom, could you imagine going to a movie theater right now? And being like, one for new mutants, please. <laughs> and then sitting in a theater for like two hours with a bunch of other people who would be going to see new mutants right now. Yeah. Risking their lives. And then two weeks two weeks later being in a hospital. <laughs> being like, oh, new mutants. Damn it. If they had only released this in 2017 when they filmed it. Yeah, I'm doing this. I'm very interested in seeing new mutants. For I've told I've told you like that's one of my hobbies. I feel like the past few years, I love watching a movie that's like a train wreck that has been not just reshot once, (laughs) but reshot like three times and then re-edited with like even with the reshot footage like damn it no uh, i don't know what we have to do can we make a movie 65 minutes long no all right <laughs> they so, should just make a movie 60 i would have liked unhinged if it came in at 70 minutes like <laughs> dumbo so yeah uh i i'll watch unhinged eventually i'm sure because i'm curious about how this was done but new mutants for that reason, uh, that last Terminator, Terminator Dark Fate, uh, the last Predator movie where all of a sudden it's nighttime <laughs> and nobody really explains why it's nighttime and why some of the actors aren't in the movie anymore. <laughs> like, the, I love those now. Um, Tom, some of the cons mm-hmm. of going to a drive-in movie. Um, whenever anybody... It turns on their headlights. It just ruins the movie for a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. Because um, he just can't afraid. see the screen. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't. It's dark. It's just distracting. And like you're people right. are like driving around. You see it in your rear view mirror. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I'm afraid that my car battery is going to die because I have my... Uh, oh, stereo. You turn off your engine, but you yeah. have your, your stereo on. So the whole time I'm just like, am I going to have to look up how to jump a car? You know how to jump a car? I always forget which which one like you know, which on one, one you of the attach cars, to yourself. Well, no, there's on one of the cars you attach both to the battery. Yeah, and then on one of the cars you only attach one of them, and, and the then other the other thing one you metal. put on your hand. Yeah, exactly. Don't act like you know how to jump a car. I know how to jump a car. How do you do it? Explain it to me. The way I do it, Tim, is usually I just elbow the engine like the Fonz, and the car oh, starts cool. up. Yeah. Um, I'm also afraid that there's going to be a mass shooting when I'm at a, at a drive-in. <laughs> okay. These people come in with their pickup trucks and they have blankets in the back. And I'm like, is there just an arsenal of like rifles under But at least you could drive away. That's the thing. I was, always, I was very careful to be like, I was very careful up. to always have the car in reverse, my foot on the brake, <laughs> ready to go at any time. The only reason that was on my mind is because this drive-in was directly across the street from a giant gun shop. Oh, yeah. Like so, one of those guns, guns, guns places. Yeah. I had guns on the mind. So you think people might buy a gun and be like, uh, you know, where where can I try this? Yeah. It's easy. Easy access. Yeah. But I'm, I guess I'm afraid of mass shootings in normal movie theaters, too. Yeah, well, yeah, probably more afraid. Less places yeah. to hide. I guess any public place, I'm just, uh, yeah. Also, it seems like it'd be annoying if it's crowded. It's a lot of people walking around. In the drive-in? Yeah. Oh, okay. it wasn't It wasn't crowded when I went. Oh, wait, what? So that's a con or a pro? It was a pro that it wasn't crowded when I went. But, but like, but tonight, it could be crowded. T- tonight is a Metallica um, event and Ooh. drive-ins all across the country. Oh, okay. Where, uh, and I feel like they're selling tickets on like Ticketmaster for that. I think those are the things that are like eighty-five dollars a car. Yeah, you get to watch a Metallica concert. I feel like ah, I don't want to be around like hundreds of cars. Yeah. Yeah, I remember even as a kid, getting out of a drive-in movie theater was like a pain in the ass. Uh, just because, yeah. you know, a lot of cars are all leaving at once. Hmm. Uh, and at least where we grew up on Long Island, people have zero tolerance for, like, waiting in a line of any sort. Uh, so people just immediately start honking or, or trying to cut the line or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Quibi is, on, is in drive-ins now, Tom. I yeah, I saw that this uh the stranger a new quibby thing is in Yeah, is that based on the Billy Joel song? If it were, then they're missing a trick not having BJ himself promoted on Twitter. No, I read the description and it sounded pretty good as far as like a thriller goes. Uh but I'm I'm not going to like I'm not going to watch a quibby on my phone. You think I'm going to go watch it in a movie theater? Yeah, I got a three-month free trial of Quibi. I watch it for four seconds. (laughs) How come... I'm curious about why more drive-in movie theaters didn't, like, immediately spin up when the pandemic started. They kind of are. Yeah. Like, there are Walmart parking lots that they're doing it in. Like, a lot of, of like, uh, amusement parks... Not a lot of amusement parks. This place, Adventureland, where we're from, Tom, <laughs> they they turn their parking lot oh, into okay. a drive-in. Um, I think the thing is, there are no movies. Into, well, no, not even that, because like you can, you know, license old movies, and I think yeah. people would still go. I went. Hmm. Uh, a digital projector costs somewhere between like seventy-five and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Um, and a screen uh, is going to be. F- between 50 feet and 100 feet, um, and that's going to cost 50000 to $250,000. Why not just use a bunch of sheets? I mean, there are a lot of, like, backyard things happening like that. Yeah. I think, like, Amazon uh, sold out of those those inflatable backyard oh, things. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. The, the backyard uh, screens, yeah. projector screens. 
Tom, does your car and I don't want I don't want to tell everybody what kind of car you drive lest mm-hmm. uh, they find it and vandalize it. <sighs> it's a Mercedes. <laughs> does it does it uh, have a, a like a back that you could open up and sit in it? Yeah. That would be cool. You should go to a drive-in. Um, oh, that's and, pretty nice because, yeah, then the speakers are above you because they're in yeah, the... Yeah, and people can sit there and you could also put chairs out in front yeah, of it. Yeah, like a, so ha- could, a hatchback, I think is... Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a hatchback, but it has a hatchback back. Right. Seems pretty cool, Tom. Yeah. I recommend you do it. There's a that- film called Wives Beware that I think you should check out. <laughs> Well, I watched, I mean, we talked about this before the show, but I watched uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music this weekend. I bought that, uh, and that was great. I would have happily uh, go go to a drive-in theater to watch that. I would not go to a regular movie theater. Uh, no. I don't know if, the, if, if drive-ins have that movie. May, I'm sure some do. I don't know. I mean, I know. I don't those- know. I, it seems to be like the studios are like, like holding the reins on on some of the stuff. But do you think the um, movies that they're also selling on digital at the same time that they're being so careful? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. First thing we we watched Bill and Ted's Face of the Music uh, last night, and uh, first as soon as it was over, I was like, "That was good." Uh, I really wish I had seen that at a drive-in movie theater because that would have been. Really cool, cause like yeah. you know, you you see other people. It, 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 that would be uh, like, I think the pinnacle of a drive-in style movie. We yeah. all honk our horns at the end. <laughs> We'd all get out and sing the song with them. Yeah, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, you know what's weird about Bill and Ted Face the Music? Uh, that uh, I know this isn't drive-in specific, but look, we're about to give the plugs, so it's fine. And yeah, the, pl- the hook, the hook's coming out. And the plugs are, you can go to tcgt.com to, to find out more about the show. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. You can follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. And if you want to support the show, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash complete guide for books, the podcast. We're in the middle of reading, uh, my sister, the serial killer and Tim's reading it. He's telling me about it. It's a lot of fun. This lady's sister is a serial killer, and everybody knows it, except everybody else in the story. <laughs> we know it as the reader. And we know it as the reader. Patreon.com slash Complete Guide. You get the back episodes, too, so don't worry about that. Um, those are the plugs. Um, oh, now I forgot what I was going to say about Bill and Ted save the, uh, face the music. Not save the music, face the music. Um, but you teased it, something and then you forgot. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was just a good movie. I would have liked to. Yeah, I would have liked to watch it in a movie theater. That would have been fun. Oh, I was. I remember what I was going to say as I was just saying nonsense just now. That's like, oh, that's what you wanted to say. It made me a little wistful almost because there have been a handful of you know digital releases this summer. Some movies got pushed to next summer. Some got pushed into the fall or the winter. I don't think those are going to see a, a, at least a mm-hmm. U.S. release. Uh, some like Tenet are getting, uh, you know, a, a, a foreign release and then a U.S. release, but no digital release yet. Right. Um, Bill and Ted was like the only real like sequel uh, movie this summer. Like yeah, franchise, it's the only movie. franchise thing, yeah. And you know, most summers there's what a dozen <laughs> franchise movies, so it actually made me a little sentimental for like finally a movie where I know all the characters very well. And I, have, we'll be back to that soon enough, Tom. Don't you worry. God, I hope so because I I hate learning about new characters and new situations. I want the old characters I know and situations I'm familiar with. I think the drive-in would be the ultimate way to see that, more so than uh, a movie theater, because I really, I do not like people that applaud for the familiar, <laughs> right? And that would happen all the time, right? Like it every would time certainly there was happen. Any kind of callback, and it would be 
guys like us turning to their wives or girlfriends and just being like, so that's Rufus, right? And George Carlin <laughs> sadly passed in 2008. And you'd have to hear people mansplaining to their dates about well, that's, the Easter eggs and stuff. That's one thing, and that's certainly not fun. But the people applauding at things because they recognize it. <laughs> That would oh, that would drive me nuts. The first Especially, time they showed the phone booth, people would have been like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Yes! Especially when a movie like that, where it's like, "Yeah, there's only two other movies in this series. None of these references are deep cuts. <laughs> We're here because we all know that yeah, there's a phone booth, and and these are things Bill and Ted say." Yeah. Also, I wouldn't want to be around. Uh, people our age like bringing their unimpressed kids to it oh, and yeah. trying to get them hyped up for it and then hearing them as i'm leaving the theater being like it was okay yeah or hearing them say that was my generation's dick tracy <laughs> harsh <laughs> yeah exactly i'd be like kid that's brutal come on yeah, get the fuck out of here kid <laughs> uh but yeah so uh in summation Go rent or buy Bill and Ted face the music. It was great. It wasn't great. It was very good. I liked it a lot. I, I had very low expectations for it. Uh, it exceeded those low expectations. It didn't break the genre or anything, but it was fun and it was true to the spirit of Bill and Ted. Agreed. We'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.